welcome back to another episode of the Blue Room. Wishing you guys a happy Valentine's Day, and uh, just remember, if you don't have a Valentine, you can always count on us to be yours. <laughs> you sound a lot like a Mr. New Vegas uh, oh, saying really? that. Cool. Yeah. Nice. I guess. It, I, I mean, I guess that means I'm uh, I'm getting a good announcer voice, so that's cool. That's really nice. Oh yeah, yeah. You could yeah. be Mr. New Vegas. I'll be uh, I'll be Three Dog. Oh, cool. Oh man, that's a good <laughs> right. disappointed. So, so, <laughs> so what's uh how, how have you been man how's your week been how's your how, how have you worked two weeks because it's been a while kind of i guess yeah weeks. yeah it has been a while um yeah it's 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 no big deal i haven't really been uh been doing much um i actually just got back from this uh this place it's not important um but uh yeah so my dad uh he uh got this new place um we moved there for a little bit and then um you know, one thing led to another, something happened to him, and uh, me and uh, my mother have kind of just been like on the run. But, uh, you know, the people we moved in around have been really, really helpful, helping us out um, to get back at this guy that, uh, you know, ruined our situation. Um, but pretty soon, you know, we'll have the entire area like, you know, locked down and uh, it'll be just like home, you know, and then we can uh, start production again. Uh, but yeah, n- nothing, nothing major. Uh, how, how have you been? Yeah, and that's good to hear that you're back, you know, back on your feet, kind of. Yeah, I've been. I mean, I've, I've been all right. You know, I was, uh, I was. I mean, you know, I was out of town for the last couple, the two weeks. I, yeah, I know. I do. Uh, I'm do a lot of research, so I got this opportunity to go down to um, Antarctica, and yeah, it, it, I, I think I've told you before. I always wanted to go there, but yeah, it was fun uh, until. Uh, it, it was this really I'm still struggling to talk about it but um, we got into this confrontation with this uh, I don't know what the hell to call it really it was just unbelievably crazy out of this world I'm pretty sure it wasn't from here it could like it and it, it was just really oh my scary. god dude like um we, we it, it took the form of this dog first of all and then just kind of took killed a lot of killed almost all of us I'm I'm not going to tell you how I got out of it. I'm just really glad that I did get out of it, you know. Oh my goodness. Was it like a disease or something or it, maybe, man. I I don't I don't know. Honestly, I just oh, want to I just want to put it back. It was just so yeah, it was just it was too scary, too trauma, too traumatic, you know. And if I hear somebody yeah. like speak uh like Swedish or Norwegian again, I'm just going to I'm it's going to bring it back too, so, you know. Oh my goodness! Yeah, with COVID and everything going on, like I, I can't imagine being in this situation. I, I, I totally sympathize with you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm glad but, you're doing better. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, hopefully our viewers had a bit more of a uh, less hectic um, time between these two last two episodes. Uh, got some announcements um, just recently, actually. So this is kind of this is gonna be new for you, also, Gilton. Uh, but now we're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Audible, we're on Amazon, Stitcher, pretty much anywhere you can get a podcast, you can check us out and listen. So if you want to kind of boycott Spotify. That means no excuses exactly. to not be listening to us. Exactly. You know, if you're a movie person, you should be only listening to us, you know. I don't care who you listen to before. No Red Letter Media, no, uh, well, I was going to say Cisco and Ebert, but that's been gone for a while. Uh, like you want to you want to boycott Spotify, you know, be yeah. my guest. But we're on Apple Music too. You want to boycott yeah. Apple Music, be my guest. You know, we're on iHeartRadio. I was gonna say you could boycott Spotify because of the whole 
you know, Joe Rogan thing. But now you have a way to like, oh, you know, I can't, uh, I want to drop Spotify, but I don't know where I get my, you know, bi-weekly The Blue Room episode. Well, now you can. Don't worry. We yeah, got you. We got covered. it covered. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> um, and also, I think starting a YouTube channel, but that's a way ago or a while from now. We'll put some like, maybe we'll put the audio up and stuff. But That's a growth. You hear that? That's growth. Money is coming, you know? <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, it's, so there's been a lot of cool news to really talk about in, I think, the last couple of weeks, you know? Uh, we just saw Jordan Peele's trailer for his new movie, Nope, that just released uh, today. Mmm. Mmm. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. That, that trailer, man. <laughs> that... So, so me and Nkosi have been terrified of the movie Signs. Um, oh, it's a bit more. I've been. I still haven't. Oh my god! I, I still haven't seen Signs, man. Aliens. The fourth kind us. too. Yeah. <sighs> man, yeah. So this is this might be the one for me. Jordan Peele might have tapped into something. So, yeah. uh, so excited to see it. Incredible, incredible director. Incredible visionary. Um, I can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah, I'm stoked for this too man i think uh i'll probably be in the theater you know if we go see it together they're gonna have to uh, i think get our corpses out because we're gonna die of fright but it'll be worth it <laughs> it'll, it'll definitely be worth it i, I saw that tri- trailer and i i was automatically scared without even knowing what the hell it was about but it's cool and should uh, we guess at the uh the uh the social uh socioeconomic commentary implication of uh, the movie, you know, with us being a uh, conversation on poverty and uh, Get Out being a something about uh, race. I, I'm not going to talk into the specifics, but do you do you have a guess at what Nope might be getting at? It's uh, that's a good question. I feel like it's kind of hard to do that because there's a lot of uh, ones that are kind of go- going there. I guess you know, maybe. I mean, who knows? Maybe I don't know. Maybe, I. Maybe it could be literal, like aliens too, like people coming, you know, from, you know, like how uh, people react to like other people coming here, and we think that they're a threat, but they're not really a threat, you know. Interesting. Interesting. But I don't. But I, it could be like all a setup to kind of, you know, whatever. I don't think that that's gonna be it, but it could be that. Yeah. And just how that plays into whole thing, but. Yeah, it's, it's really hard to kind of, I think, with this type of thing to pull apart what it would be, you know, because it's, it, you don't you don't really get a lot there to go off of. But that's cool. And I love that. You know, I love that the trailer tells us nothing about the plot. Yeah, I'm nothing perfect. about the plot. You know, I'm perfectly happy with this being the one and only trailer for the rest yes. of the uh, until like July, July 22nd. So, yeah. There's like a, there's yeah, a few trailers out there that are really great that, you know, when they when they uh spring out, they just kind of wow you. This was definitely one of them. Um I think the the trailer for uh Ten Cloverfield Lane, mainly because the whole idea that they were working on another Cloverfield movie was mind bogglingly. You know? That Yo, that was a crazy movie. <laughs> that is another, <laughs> that, good, the, another good scary movie. Yeah. Um The marketing for that was pretty good too. But yeah, you know, and so yeah, there's a couple cool, I think, um, movie stuff coming out. That's a good one. Uh, 
The Batman, definitely. Oh, I'm I'm boy. stoked to see that. Yeah, that's March fourth. And you know what else is coming out that I just recently found out on March fourth? What's that? Our, our our boy dude Bong uh, Jun Ho is uh, come well no not him but he's coming out with a he's let me rephrase that there's another movie <laughs> f- um Bong Joon Ho is working on another movie with uh okay. Pattinson based off of the book but I was gonna tie that in because I was gonna make a thing like yeah, another uh, good Korean director is coming out with a movie after Yang it's A twenty four is like sci fi. AI movie starring like Justin H. Min, uh, Colin Farrell, Jody Turner, Smith. Oh, okay. I did see the trailer for that one. That that looks very interesting. Yeah, it's directed by this uh, Korean filmmaker, Koganada, I think is how it's pronounced. And um, yeah, so I mean, that's like, I mean, we got, we got to go see that. We've talked about so many uh, Korean films here. I think on Yeah, I'm stoked to see that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And um, what else is coming out this this year? Avatar two. Oh, pfft. yeah. There's a bunch of Marvel movies coming out too. Um, I don't know. None of them have really caught my eye at the moment. Yeah, I'm I'm interested though specifically for Avatar two just because of the fact it's been talked about for a while now. I think it was originally ten like, years. Supposed, yeah, yeah. Well, it was originally supposed to come out I think like in 2018, 2019. But uh, oh yeah, because that would have been exactly. Or, yeah, years. almost exactly 10 years, yeah. Yeah. But it should be uh, should be interesting. I mean, it'll probably be... I mean, it'll be visually great. It'll probably make a lot of money. I would James hope Cameron. so. I mean, you never bet against so. him. The guy... <laughs> you, know, you know, I think, like, every movie... Well, well, um, there's that saying, like, get James Cameron does what James Cameron wants to do, or something like that, and you just never bet against him because it always uh, pulls through. I just... What else could you... What yeah. could it be about? I'm wondering because he's already be told the story. There is a there is it's like one still from the image, and uh, yeah, um, I, I think it's just like somebody's face kind of half submerged in water, so that's all we see. So is it going to yeah. be like the underwater level in video games that everybody dreads Probably. and can't wait till it's over? Yeah, I mean that's James can't. I mean he loves that stuff now. He's been like huge into you know like the ocean and water and stuff. So. I'm not surprised. I think I, I remember me and you saw that opening day. Not opening day. It was Christmas, though, I think, around the time. We saw it for IMAX, definitely. No, did we, we see it at uh, Navy Pier? No, we didn't see it that way, and that was a shame. That's, but we did see it at the theater down the street. It was, it was like around our Christmas break. And I remember it because me and you went to see that, and Natalie and Jay went to go see the, the Smurfs movie. And I'm like, are you kidding? That's right. That's right. I remember like, that. <laughs> I think it was just like, do you guys want to see the Smurfs? And like, hell no. Why not? <laughs> I, 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 just, I looked at it and I'm like, man, of course not. Yeah, that's a, that's such a weird concept too, the Smurfs. Like, I mean, I'm not going to get into it, but just, yeah, there was nothing about that that yeah. drew me in. <laughs> um, and what other trailers have come out? We saw the trailer for... Uh, the new Halo series on premiering on Paramount Plus in March. That should be interesting. I mean, at least interesting. You know, we've both been yeah. huge Halo fans. Have you heard? Um, so, so Halo for the promotional campaign uh, for the fifth game, um, they had like a podcast with uh, Keegan Michael Key, 
and he was basically playing this investigative journalist that was like uncovering Oni, which is the uh, Office of Naval Intelligence in the Halo universe that like does all the is basically the CIA in the the Halo universe. Um, right. So I'm interested to see if they tap into any of that and like kind of dig deeper into like the darker human side rather than just like the flashy video game aspect of it because that's kind of where the more interesting storytelling takes place because the idea of like a supermarine saving the day like that's the premise of the games but in between the lines is like this is a super soldier created to put down human resistances in far off colonies being repurposed as a patriot you know Right, and not just that, the fact that they took these guys as kids and really... As children. Like, yeah, yeah. And like some of them didn't survive, so, and, the fa- and it just did a lot, and the, I think a lot of the outside, the extended universe lore kind of talks about it a bit more, that, like, the whole repercussions it's had on, you know, their mentality and everything, their social connections, and, yeah, you know, because you take, like, like uh, Master Chief John, whatever, John, I don't know his last name, but yeah, they take uh, him one one seven. I think it's his last name. Oh, right, of course. Uh, but yeah, they take him as a kid and just kind of um, uh, uh, like you know make him a super soldier. And it's like that's gonna have obviously you know like the books and the comics talk about. I think the books more talk about like the really side effects that this has on pretty much all the Spartans. So yeah, I think the I, yeah the fourth game covers taps into it a little bit because you have a. Uh, um, Cortana uh, definitely is, like, shown to be this, like, really huge, like, emotional, like, anchor for him. And you see him just, like, not really, like, conversing with other humans, kind of showing behavior that's, like, not super, like, um, socially, like, okay. You know, just, like, big brutish guy, um, just kind of shoots, really violent, doesn't have much to him other than that. Um, so seeing him interact with other humans is always super interesting, and it's either he's, like, standing for a ceremony, or they're, like telling him something and he's just like not listening because it's not what he wants to do um so yeah he's not that really a team player he's super antisocial, um and it makes sense because again he's literally a child soldier um but i hope the series kind of like touches on that um in some aspects yeah i agree but i mean it should be, well we'll give it a try i have paramount plus i'll give it a try so, yeah, yeah. You know, it's been talk- they, they've talked about, I think, this whole doing of um, a Halo series since, what, Halo 4 came out. I think the originally Spielberg was supposed to be working on it at some point, so, yeah. That would have been and interesting, yeah. I think another movie that should be interesting, this is a bit smaller scale, but I heard about it, is The Sound of Philadelphia. And this is cool. Hmm. It's a documentary about um, these guys who founded... Um, uh, Philadelphia International Records and really were the cornerstone of um, what became Philly, the genre like Philly soul, which is you know, a subdivision of soul music. But yeah, these three guys, um, the names are Kenny, Kenny Gamble, Leon Huff, and Tom Bell. So I've been trying to get listening to a bit more or focusing a bit more like Philly soul music to try and, you know, amp up to watching this. So I'm not sure when that comes out, but it should be cool watch sounds like you should make a little uh playlist yeah no yeah i mean definitely I, that'd be cool maybe for yeah and for maybe the listeners too if you guys are yeah i'd be down i'd love to listen yeah. to it yeah and then i think opening this week 
or this coming week, which is the week of uh, the 14th. Thir- yeah, we've got Tom Holland's Uncharted. Not really. Oh my god. Uh, Mike, the, <laughs> Michael Bay's uh, Ambulance. Yes. Uh, another yep. one that's uh, going to be a stinker. Uh, dog <laughs> with uh, Channing Tatum. The one with the, the military dog, I think. Didn't really care for that. Oh my goodness. King Knight, directed by Richard Bates Jr., which looks like it's, at least the reviews are interesting. Um, that might be the only actually one if you want to go see a movie that's not, I mean, that sounds at least interesting. This might be it. Uh, let me see if I can find these. Do you know what's funny? You literally just named all the trailers. So me and my friends saw uh, Jackass last night oh, in theaters. Nice. And so those were the only trailers that played before the movie. <laughs> in, that, in that order. <laughs> yeah, I mean, February is kind of just a rough month in general. I think what, we, what did we have recently that opened up? Oh, yeah, Moon by uh, Roland Emmerich. Or Moonfall by Roland Emmerich. Not to uh, confuse that with the far superior uh, sci-fi movie <laughs> called Moon, which was great. Um, <laughs> I saw the trailer for that uh, before Dune, and they didn't, re- you know, they so- it's just kind of like the, the teaser thing, so you don't really see any of the plot. You just see a bunch of destruction. And I th- I'm thinking to myself, man, this looks like a Roland Emmerich film. And then it comes up a movie directed by Roland Emmerich, and me and my dad just look at each other and just start busting out laughing because he had the exact same thought. Like, oh my god! <laughs> What's another movie made by uh, Roland? I'm trying uh, to. Think. I mean, he did. He's like the huge disaster guy. I mean, everyone's gonna remember Independence Day. Which oh my god, that's right. Yes. Yeah, that's like I think the good one that he did, and then after that it was uh, Godzilla. 1998. Oh my god. Um, what else? The oh day after tomorrow, like the uh, <laughs> climate change one. That was actually, I think, the, I remember why. I think I remember watching it as a kid. But the only reason I liked it was because I was really into uh, meteorology, so I wanted to be a, like a storm chaser and stuff. So I thought, man, this is really cool. Um, he did uh, 2012, which I think me and you watched like two years ago. Oh my! Yeah, we definitely did. That one wasn't too bad. It was. It was all right. It was. It was I, I liked. It the, like, oh, go on. It it definitely was like ahead of its time in uh, the disaster storytelling because like a main premise of the plot is essentially like, yeah, the rich and powerful are gonna find a way to survive, um, yeah. and they're gonna use all the resources that we make, you know, as a society to do so. Um, like as a kid, I was like, oh, that's unrealistic. But like, you know, living through a pandemic, you know, twenty twenty two. 100 percent 100 percent they're building arcs you know i mean i think i think that's that's been a thing in a lot of other disaster movies not so much just him but i did yeah I did good point like some of it was just like it did have a it, it felt some of it felt like a movie from the 2000s in hmm. a way what i guess it did come out in the 2000s anyway like 2009 but so yeah i forgot about that but yeah it's um the guy, uh, remember his, his, he's uh, split up from his uh, wife, and then throughout the movie they end up coming back together and stuff. Yes. I'm like, dude, that's yeah. such a that's such like a total trope from those those movies. Like, oh yeah, this guy. Like, oh, we don't even know why they broke up, other than the fact that this guy kind of sucked or whatever. And then he some he saves the day. And like, well, maybe we can make this work. 
Um, but yeah, oh, so I forgot that's about why that trope. Was coming for this week, um, for album releases though, we got some cool stuff coming out for the next two weeks. Oh, what's coming out? Let us know what's coming yeah, out. February eighteenth, we've got um, Krang Bin and Neon Bridges, another Texas Moon album. Uh, mm. That was great. We um, need that. The streets Beach need House. that. Yeah, Beach House, uh, once, twice, um, Melody. Uh, metronomy small world and these are opening i think this week february 18th february 22nd we've got uh donda 2 so kanye west's donda 2 that ain't coming out you can take that off the list <laughs> that's the funny thing too i was on like this site to try and track like new uh, releases and everyone's just saying yeah it's not gonna come out but i mean people have been saying i mean because what they, they a lot of people that are apparently producing it are like yeah there's a lot of uh, people in the studio, like mainly uh, Marilyn Manson in the studio. Ton. Jesus like, huh. Christ! I'm like, you're, yeah, you're surrounding that, yourself with some interesting guys there. That Kendrick <laughs> album is going to come out before Donda Two, okay? <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, we got, and then on 25th, Kodak Black back for everything. Uh, April Ravine, Love Sucks, and this interesting um, African group. Uh, the Anonobo Quartet, uh, the strings of Sao Domingos. So that's an interest. I was reading. Uh, oh, that sounds good. It's they're from this um, uh, co- the country ca- uh, Cabo Verde or Cape Verde for those of you who in America. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it's really cool. Like the guy, I think the uh, the lead of it. Uh, he was a he been he's traveled around the world and um, and mainly I think a lot of this stuff is uh, influenced by like south american music this guy he was part of this revolutionary kind of uh front to kind of for the liberation of the country and so he and so it was it had the backing of the soviet union so he was actually uh like he went to cuba he went to um a lot of these places so it's interesting work um and that's you said it was strings of uh africa uh str- the the strings of sao domingos sao the strings of sao domingos yeah i will uh, all this stuff will be put, I think, on our thing. So if anyone else is curious, they can look into it. And then, of course, uh, because we're kind of coming out of everything, and we have a couple artists coming to Chicago, too. So February 15th this week, uh, we've got Marina from formerly known as the Marina and the Diamonds playing at the Chicago Theater. February 16th, drab jazz trumpetist Sam Trump will be performing at... Uh, Untitled Supper Club, February eighteenth. Uh, that this Friday, uh, we got Gregory Porter, jazz artist. My parents are gonna go see him, um, and the Delphonics. So, you know, that's a great name for soul. Uh, and they'll be playing at the Airy Crown Theater. And it's cool. We got a couple, and a lot of this will be put up on like our Instagram and stuff. February twenty second, we got Tyler the Creator. He's coming with a good lineup, Caliuchis, Vince Staples, Tezo Touchdown. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah, it's coming. You know, we're finally coming out of this, you know. There's a couple artists here that I'm really interested. I mean, I love their music, so, yeah. When my man Zach Fox coming to Chicago? That is a good question. When Tame Impala coming back to Chicago? That's a good question, too. I mean. I'm so mad I missed that concert. Yeah. <laughs> Side note. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I wish mean, I, I agree. They, 
Well, wait, did they because he came, I remember he was coming and then he came last November, I think. Last November, right? Yeah, there's a couple of artists like uh, that I missed too. Um, but maybe this season, I don't know if I'll get to some of these, but some of those are cool. Uh, Still Woozy is coming February 19th at Riviera Theater. Uh, he's like an indie rock. Robert Finley's this kind of cool, it's a cool, interesting uh, story about this guy too. Uh, I kind of discovered him through listening to Leon Bridges. Uh, so he does kind of a similar type of soul uh, music. But he kind of got his start. Like, he released his um, first album, Going Platinum, in 2019. 20, yeah, 2019, at the age of, I think, 70, or at least late 60s. So pretty wow. late start, but really cool. So, yeah, goes to show that you can uh, still, you know, if you still have that dream, you can still make it happen, kind of, you know? Absolutely. Music, you know? Yeah, it's uh, never that, too late. Yeah. That's that Saturday. And then uh, I just we recently got tickets to see this um, uh, at the North Center of the Performing Arts in Skokie, um, the Chevalier, which is this concert drama based off of or about uh, the first black classical composer, Joseph Ballon, uh Chevalier de, de Saint George. I'm probably butchering that because it's a French name. So, but <laughs> and yeah. didn't you take French in like yeah, first or eighth I grade? I I <laughs> took it elementary school and high school, but can't Man. speak it that well. A waste um, of public funds. <laughs> but yeah, dude. No, I mean this guy is really cool because you know I played violin, so we had a bunch of like a, some CDs from him. And he was like the son of this. Uh, he was like the son of a French aristocrat and a slave, a violinist, fencer, military general for Europe's first uh, black regiment. You know, friends with Mozart, friends with uh, Marie Antoinette, and you know, a spokesperson for the abolition of slavery in Europe at the time, which was, you know, go off. Exactly. Go off, dude. King. Exactly, man. I mean, the fact that this guy is like in here. One of like the big, best known uh, classical musicians ever, and he's a black guy. Like, come on, dude, that's awesome. We can't lose. <laughs> can't lose. Dude, we're everywhere. We are everywhere. You know? Man. But yeah, and so that's a couple of the things that are coming to Chicago. I'll put a bunch more list up, you know, and a ton of more of these artists that are releasing stuff. So definitely check them out. You know, it's fun. Hey, we, we can't we can't talk about Chicago and we can't talk about music <laughs> without talking about this goddamn Saba project. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Man, I, for yeah. me this is album of the year, man. I don't know if you've given it a listen since Dude, drop, but Oh my god. Not this reminds me yet, of like but I did listen to it the overwork, yeah. Great. Woo! This is like our childhood Chicago. Like just listening through it, I'm like, <laughs> wow, this is taking me back, bro. I'm like having flashbacks and oh my god, such a good album. Such a good album. Like, song after song, like, there's no skips on there for me. Like, that's... No, yeah. It's really man. nice, man. I want that on vinyl. Definitely. That's all I want. I want that on vinyl. Amazing. Can't wait to see him in, in a, a concert. Yeah. yeah. So, please listen to that. If you do nothing else, um, first listen to this podcast. And then, <laughs> right after that, listen to Pop Saba all the way through. No skips. Don't shuffle it. Don't don't pause it. You play it. You sit down. You listen to it. You don't play on your phone. Uh, you'll 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 thank me later. 
You'll thank us yeah. later. Yeah. And, I mean, just listen to a lot of his discography. It's really great. Um, but if you're, uh, but like the recent album was uh, a few good things. But yeah, that's it. it yeah, a few good things. That boy, nice. Yeah. In conclusion, that boy, nice. <laughs> no, yeah, it was definitely a great release because it released what last Friday. Or not um, last no, I think it came out like I feel like it came out on maybe it was not not last Friday, but the Friday before that, I believe. No, it came out oh, February eleventh. Right, right, yeah, February eleventh. Yeah, that's what I mean. That might have been a Tuesday, actually. Oh yeah. Damn, I cannot because I didn't listen to it immediately after release. No, I listened to it maybe. It was a Friday, Friday, February. Okay. Eleventh. Yeah, because I was at work, you know, and I played it, and I was just, you know, going away, and it just pulled me in, dude. Like I just, oh, I, I just, yeah, yeah, that, amazing. That opening, free samples. Uh, oh, <laughs> I think I love that one and also Survivor's Guilt. That's yes. I, I haven't finished listening to it, but those are two that stuck with me. I'm sure the rest of but you know I'm sure the rest of the album is gonna be great. That last song? Oh my, no, actually, 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 twenty twelve, <laughs> a tear to my eye. Amazing. Amazing. Just he he just takes you there with the, the sounds and, and the wordplay and the imagery just S tier, oh my god, yeah. My favorite song so far on that album is definitely um, it's either Soldier or uh, Simpler Times because the beat on Simpler Times is just like amazing. But uh, I love Soldier. I love Joseph Chilliams. Uh, it sounds like a, a Outcast uh, song also in some parts of it. Oh, that's good to hear. That's I mean, yeah. Yeah, what else? What other music I've been listening to? I think that's just takes the cake. That all of the music I listen to, just I forgot about it. So Pales maybe next time I'll tell you. Oh my yeah, goodness. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, I mean that's always great. I mean the fact that you have this song that I think you that pretty much uh so far takes the cake speaks to oh, yeah. takes the cake. Uh, quality, you know. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. So hey, you know, it's February, which means it's Black History Month, too. I think we both, you know, for people that might not know that are listening, uh, we're both black, so this is a very important, uh, I mean, pretty much all of American history is Black History Month, or Black History, but, you know, here's at least a month to talk about it, I guess. And even though we are black, it's, we are completely unbiased in saying that every month is Black History Month. Uh, Black history is American history, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know this already. Um, please learn something in your free time, uh, but not just yeah. in February. You know, year round. Right, and yeah, we're not gonna like we're we're not just releasing this. Like, gonna talk about black movies only in February. Uh, definitely throughout because they're being released all the time, man. There's a lot of great stuff out there, you know. And now with streaming, well, can make it easier, can make it harder, but you know. Definitely check out uh, some of the stuff. I know a lot of, um, like, Amazon will have a collection of black films, Netflix. And if, you know, you don't want to pay for streaming, check out your local library. Hey, and speaking of speaking of black people, man, <laughs> I know you haven't been watching this, but Zendaya has been snapping. <laughs> Zendaya has been snapping. Euphoria? Oh, my God. I mean, the show, say what you will. You know, has a ton of 
critiques, commentary. Um, but uh, I feel like before this show, um, her acting was always called into question. I never understood where they were coming from, but that's all dead now. All silent. Just, yeah, phenomenal performance. Um, there were rumors about the episode that aired last Sunday um, that, oh, she's going to get an Emmy for this one. And uh, people going into that episode knowing that are just uh, are still blown away. It was an incredible performance. I can't wait to see what she does with this character. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. So if you haven't seen Euphoria yet, I would definitely yeah. jump into it, get started. Um, yeah, I haven't never. You want to do like a brief, I guess, plot? Like just like a what's it what's it's about what it's about? Yeah, sure. Yeah, so it's it's takes place in like some high school in California. I want to say um, it's not. Is it modern? Like it's it's maybe not quite twenty twenty two. It's probably like a 2018, 2019 still for them. I would say. Um, yeah, but I, I can't tell. But they're basically they're in high school, right? Um, and it's uh, completely dysfunctional uh, adolescence, adolescencing. Uh, everyone has their you know individual issues. Um, they're all just you know discovering fucking sex, drugs, relationships, boundaries, communication, and just all fumbling through it. You have people like uh, you know in toxic relationships. Um, you have people just ah uh, oh God. I'm trying not to like trip over plot elements and like describing it. Um, I'll just describe Zendaya's part. Uh, she's essentially a high school student who is struggling with addiction. Um, the first episode begins where she's getting out of rehab after a uh, summer, the entire summer she spends in rehab. Um, uh, and this is because she was caught uh, or found actually um, in the middle of overdosing in her room by her sister, um, which is totally traumatic. They cover it, I think, either in that episode or a later one. Um, so she gets out of rehab. She tells everybody she's going clean. But immediately after leaving rehab, she just gets back to using. Um, she finds a new classmate who moved into the area. Um, they have fallen in love. They have this like weird, like not weird, but kind of normal for both of them. Uh, this, uh, what's the term? Uh, not co, it's a uh, codependency on each other. Um, oh my goodness. And there's just tons of ups and downs with you know her dealing with her addiction her friends dealing with the relationships. Um, yeah, I just... Yeah, go watch it. <laughs> That's all I got. That's all I got. Uh, go watch it. Yeah. Ton of really good actors. Uh, oh my God, yeah. Tons of fun characters. Fun moments. Um, if you watch and catch up, you'll be able to like jump in on Twitter when an episode airs. It's always hilarious <laughs> to see how people react. Um that's all I got. Euphoria. <laughs> nice. Cool. I mean, hey, dude. Cause I mean, I, I'll take your word for it. I haven't seen it, but yeah, I definitely want to check it out. You know, it's interesting. And Kimmy, if you haven't seen Kimmy, that's good too. Kimmy was. That's fire. another one I've heard about. What, what's that one on? That so on Kimmy is. It's on HBO. Yeah, it's it's starring Zoe Kravitz. Um, this is like immediately or somewhat after. Uh, the pandemic lockdown in 2020 in Seattle. Uh, Zoe Kravitz is a uh, is playing a character who struggled with going outside and has gotten put back 
or has suffered a setback due to being on lockdown in a pandemic, has not left her apartment since then. Um, and uh, she works for this company that basically has like Alexas, but they're called Kimmy's. Um, and what she does is all the responses you send to a Kimmy or like an Alexa um, that don't uh, get understood, they come across her desk and she has to like tell the computer in a, the form of code what exactly it's hearing. And she basically hears like a murder and at first she doesn't believe it, you know, and she like digs into it, starts pulling the sound apart, um, asking other people like, uh, how could I like track this Kimmy down and, you know, get the sound? Is this woman okay? And it's this huge like mystery that gets unraveled and it's um, quite suspenseful. I, I liked it a lot. Um, I think it's an A24 movie. Um, watch it on HBO while you can. I don't know how long it's going to last on there. Um, oh, wait, it's a movie? Yes, yeah, it's not a show, oh, it's a movie. Cool. Kimmy is a, a movie, Euphoria is a show. No, yeah, I, I got Euphoria. I thought Kimmy was also a show. But cool, yeah. Nice, man. Yeah, I haven't... I mean, I've been watching. I mean, today I watched uh, Concrete... I think I was telling you, I watched uh, Concrete Cowboy with Idris uh, yeah. Elba and uh, Caleb uh, McLaughlin from Stranger Things. And yeah, How's it that? was a pretty... It was uh, cool. I mean, I, it came out what, in 2020, and uh, it's based off of this uh, novel by Greg Neary called Ghetto Cowboy, and it's, it was really cool. I wanted to see it, I think, at the time, and now it's on Netflix, by the way, so you can watch it if you have a subscription. Um, pretty much, uh, Caleb plays uh, this um, teen, uh, Cole, um, who's from Detroit, and his mom kind of sends him to live with his dad played by Idris Elba for the summer just due to a lot of the, uh, the fact that he's been, you know, had a, having a rough time. You know, he's been troubled getting into fights and everything. And, yeah, it's a really great um, uh, a movie that talk, that kind of shows the complex history of, you know, black cowboys that depi- and depiction in media. You know, like, oh, I think this is kind of actually based off of on even the... Um, a real type of area, so uh, I think he go, uh, Idris Elba lives on the street in Philadelphia called Fletcher Street, and he's part of uh, Fletcher Street Riders, and so that actually still is a thing now, so for centuries, Philadelphia has had this really great history of um, black horse riders, black cowboys, and that's, you know, back when, back a long time ago, back, you know, when before cars, black people would be riding horses to, you know, deliver mail, going out west. And then really, when cars kind of took over, you know, you still had this type of, like, these um, stables. And black people still kept their horses in the cities. And, yeah, and so this kind of talks, you know, kind of shows that that it's still there. Like, you know, even some of the uh, actors that are in the movie um, are actually... Fletcher, uh, Fletcher Street Riders. So I think one of the guys, he play, uh, Jamil Prattis, he plays a paraplegic cowboy. Um, he has this really great emotional story about him and his brother. Um, but yeah, he, he this is like his actual story. This is actually what happened to him. He's not paraplegic in real life, but you know the story of him losing his brother to violence is still you know is an actual real event. Uh, and yeah, I mean, it's a lot of great history talks about, you know, obviously that 
dealing with gentrification and the fact that this, you know, you have these developments coming. It's not really the focus, but it's still there um, mm-hmm. coming into this area and how really, you know, they're trying to get to that point. So, um, so you know, getting, like, having these animal complaints or noise complaints from horses stables to try and get people to weave or get them to come in and take the horses. And we see that happen in the movie. Um, but, yeah. Overall, it was really great. It's a lot of, like I said, it's a lot of great history about um, black cowboys. Um, like the Lone Ranger is based off of a black man. Guy was um escaped slave. His name was uh, Bass oh, shit. Reeves. Yeah, dude. Bass Reeves or Bass Reeves. Um, who He fled slavery, actually. And then after emancipation, he became a lawman and a hero. So that's, that's like the inspiration right there for the Lone Ranger. Wow, so I think, right? I think what was that? Um, in remember in Watchmen, yeah. The uh, the uh, op- uh, when he's in the theater and he's watching that. Uh, oh shit, like that makes sense. Theater. I don't, I don't yeah. think that's the same thing, but it reminds me kind of of that. I wouldn't be surprised if it was, but that that's another good um, uh, show to check out if you um, it's on HBO Max. Um. Yeah, that whole opening right there was just something. Oh my god, yo! When your when your TV opening teaches an entire <laughs> uh, population about a historical event that happened in their country that they were never taught, like, yeah, that's yo. Like you know, you you really did something when you had people on Twitter like this. Was this real? <laughs> right. Did they really yeah, bomb Black Wall Street? <laughs> <laughs> right, man. Oh man, yeah, that was that was a good opening. That was a good show. Yeah, that, that I think has a ton of great discussion about race and class too as well. Uh, but yeah, when I read about the, uh, you know, this whole the, that story about the Lone Ranger, it kind of made me think about that. Um, and then what else? I mean, that's I think I've, that's what I've seen really, at least recently. I can't. I know I've seen other stuff. But I can't think of it right now. I Is Concrete Co- Cowboys on uh, Netflix? Yeah, Concrete Cowboy. It's on uh, Netflix. All right, I gotta watch it that. It's pretty great. That sounds very interesting. I think, um, I think, and um, that's the I think one of the uh, because you know Idris Elba also filmed I think another western recently. Too. Oh yeah, he was just in one. Yeah. Right, but I think I think it was both of those movies combined that made him realize that he's allergic to horses. You know? Are you serious? Yeah, apparently my dad. I was watching a uh, Concrete Cowboy. My dad walks up. He's like. You know, um, this is also the movie Idris Elba kind of found out uh, his he's a, he's got to like allergic reaction to horses because apparently his his eyes swelled up and he got all you know sniffly. I'm like, no yeah. way! I'm like that. How the, <laughs> what are the what? chances? <laughs> yeah, you got two movies back to back. You got a film and you just find out you're allergic to the <laughs> the, the one the, thing. The one like, thing. Were they gonna oh, give man. you a bike? Yeah, no, it was, it was, it was, it was, I would definitely recommend it. Would so were the horses CGI for him, or? Uh... No, they were aerial. I think this, this came out in 2020, but I think it was filmed, obviously, way um, before then. Okay, they just gave him a Benadryl, and they're like, all right, you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> I think, well, I think it was, like he, he was like, I gotta go drink some water. From what I remember, from what the way Dad mentioned it, because it was kind of in passing. 
But I think it was like he drank water to try and get rid to see what was going on, and then found out oh, it's not really going away. So maybe it's allergies, and it was. Bro, this is like you playing Doctor Doolittle. <laughs> what do you mean? Because <laughs> you're allergic to both cats and dogs. I yeah, I guess I'm not allergic <laughs> to dogs really. Cats, yes. And that's kind of always the same because I really love cat. I'm more of a cat person than a dog person. So, but I mean, sometimes it goes away, you know? Like, sometimes <laughs> it won't affect me. Oh, man. Okay, so maybe it's but, the same way in his case, too. Maybe he's just like, yeah, it only affects him a little bit. And sometimes. It, right. Yeah. And maybe it's like that. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure obviously, as an actor, um, the studio is going to, you can afford, and I think the studio is probably going to afford to get something a bit more powerful than just like Claritin. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, what else is there? I mean, also, I mean, the one thing I didn't get a chance to see that I was looking for trying to, or at least trying to find, um, and maybe it's on HBO again was, um, Judas and the, uh, Black Messiah. I know you saw it. I know dad saw it. That shit had me hot. I was hot after (laughs) watching that movie, bro. Like, oh my goodness. Um, Yeah, I mean it's it's if you, if it's a movie about Fred Hampton and the Black Panthers in Chicago. Um so uh one thing that a lot of people do not know about Fred Hampton and the Black Panthers is that um and to this day, you know, this is still something they preach. Um one of their uh most uh So basically the movie premise is like Fred Hampton is trying to unite not only the Black Panthers and other community groups on the south side of Chicago, but he's also trying to unite like other races, other ethnic groups, um, the poor white people that were living in Chicago, you know, back in back in that time. Uh, this is in the seventies. Um, so he's trying to unite all of them to kind of realize that we are all very poor. Um, are uh, you know we're kind of dealing with the same issues, um, not even just like straight up police violence, but just disinvestment in general from the city. Um, and we're pitted against each other. And he actually like succeeds in getting them to all realize that. And from this, you see like movements like uh, the Pink Panthers, which is essentially the Black Panthers, but it's um, it's white people, you know? And they're just like, yeah, like we recognize that, you know, we're poor hicks and hillbillies and, uh, you know, we're being treated awfully by the state. Uh, and uh, so he, he, he has this fucking, uh, oh, this fucking guy, this fucking guy. And there's this, Lakeith Stanfield's character essentially is a rat who joins the Black Panthers um, and fucking snitches on them uh, and then feels really, really awful about it afterwards. Um, and this is all true. This is all a true story. Um, yeah, it's it's it makes you wonder, you know, it makes you wonder, like, where we could have been had this man uh, been allowed to, you know, be free, you know, be a human being, like, actually promote achieve. some social good, achieve some social good and not be murdered like a, uh, I don't know, man. It's just, you should watch it. You know, if you know yeah, the story, no. you know what I'm getting at. Oh, yeah. If you don't know the story, yeah. you should just go into it and just uh, enjoy it or, or uh, watch it, I should say. It's, no, definitely. I was hot, um, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I bet, man. Because um, there was an, at this, at Black Harvest Film uh, festival a couple years ago now 
they had a really great documentary about just the whole Black Panthers uh, party, you know, and the movement. And yeah, it talks about that too. The whole, you know, they were doing a lot of, like you said, talking to these other groups, you know, that were also, in, you know, and showing like, hey, we're all kind of in the same place because of these economic reasons. And yeah, obviously, the government wasn't going to have that. So. Not at that time. And the reason that it's called <laughs> Judas and the Black Messiah is because at the time, J. J. Edgar Hoover um, was fearful about specifically what he called a, a Black Messiah. And that was a figure from the Black community like Martin or Malcolm who could like not only unite them, but other disenfranchised groups in the country and get them to wield political and, uh, and real power that could, uh, you know, uh, dis, uh, what's, what's the phrase? Um, disrupt the status quo essentially so his job is like the FBI head is like okay I need to keep this the status quo running as smoothly as possible if some black person can like unite them in the way that fucking Jesus Christ <laughs> or Moses yeah. did biblically um, that would be very uh, dangerous to the status quo um, well, yeah. so we'd have to you know yeah and that's all that's it's it's always how that goes like even hell dude Martin Luther King was starting to talk about economic rights, and you saw like this huge change in a ton of people. Like, whoa, you know. Like, yeah, it was a game changer. You know, yeah, yeah it's I mean, one of the reasons the yeah. Because once you realize that you know we're both kind of getting uh, you know, the shit kicked out of us by the same people, you're gonna be like, maybe we should both team up. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and the conditions are yeah, not well, much different today, you know, if you think about it. But it's. Yeah, that's it's it's a good movie. It's a great movie. Yeah, um, yeah. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. no, so I will go on forever stuff. and ever yeah. and ever. <laughs> yeah, I think speaking of uh, HBO Max, I did see I didn't see that, but I did see that. Um, I know, like they did an adaptation of um, Ta-Nehisi Coates' uh, "Between the World and Me." Yes. Uh, yeah. I heard that, that was, was really a good. Rough watch, man. That yeah, that that took, dude. That took you. That takes a. That's like a gut punch, kind of really, man. Hey, man. There are some yeah, of these. I mean, I, there are some of these movies coming out that <laughs> I cannot watch. Like, uh, what was the, the what was the Brooklyn Five movie? The between not the oh. between, All Eyes on Me was that it? No, that was the Tupac movie. Um, Detroit. Before you see us. Before you see us. Oh yeah. Didn't even try to watch it. I was like, nah, there's no way. <laughs> there's no way I'm going to be able to watch this. I think, yeah, I think that was like that for um, Detroit. I know my dad saw it. We talked about it. Me and him talked about it a bit. That And that, and that was pretty much during the Detroit riots. Oh, that was a tough one. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's with um, John Boyega. Yes. And I was just like, I know I couldn't see that. I saw, I think... I remember when me and you were kids, or maybe it was on the same time, and we saw Fruitville, uh, Fruitville Station, Station, bro. Yo, yeah, that took us out for a day, dude. We were, I was I think, down. I was crying, man. You were. Crying. I had no idea what I was going into, bro. <laughs> they were just yeah. like, "Go see this movie." <laughs> well, it was like me, you, and Dad. And yeah, I should have known something was up when your mom wasn't there. I was like, "Is she not here? <laughs> Is she not here?" <laughs> yeah. I need to be worried. <laughs> Man, yeah, I'll never watch that movie again. But uh, and that's not because they're bad movies. I hope that's it's very just, it obvious. Takes a lot. It's, it's very it takes a lot out of you. Yeah. yeah. But there, I mean, I definitely would. It's one of those ones that you probably I recommend people to watch. 
Maybe you don't watch it like a ton, but you definitely should watch it. I think you should see it at least one time. Yeah, all the way right, through. Exactly. That that that's exactly it. Yeah. And what better time to do that than uh, February? <laughs> yeah, really. February after uh, twenty twenty. Yeah. Yeah. You know, with what's going on right now, definitely the time. You know, you ain't doing nothing. It's it's the Super Bowl <laughs> right now. It won't be the Super Bowl when you're listening to this, but uh, you know. Right. <laughs> oh man. Oh. Uh, speaking of uniting people against a common cause, uh, my man Boba Fett. Uh, you know, he really, he really, started... <laughs> you just started watching it. All right. I'm not going to spoil it for I you. Started watching it. No, I don't mind, but man, but yeah, he really, he, the, uh... he improved in LA, you know, he's making LA a, a lot safer place. And, uh, right. I love that for, for LA. Right. Of course. Why? What? I mean, who wouldn't like that for LA? I don't think it, no, it but... clicked in for me that, um, Tatooine was supposed to be Los Angeles because that's where George Lucas grew up. Um, I always thought of, because it takes place in Tunisia, like that's where they filmed it. So I always saw Luke Skywalker as kind of like this like revolutionary and like this far off like place in Western Asia. Um, But it's like, no, it's George Lucas in Los Angeles, which is also a desert. Um, (laughs) So yeah, so I saw a lot of those, that that imagery in the Boba Fett. So I hope you pick up on that. Maybe, yeah. I did just watch. <laughs> I finally saw the first season of The Mandalorian. So I saw the second season first, and then saw the first season. It was really good. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, no, I definitely have to. I mean, I watched. I think the first episode of uh, Boba Fett, or the Book of Boba Fett. So I have to watch the rest of it. Yeah, and in watching this one, um, in the comics, uh, before uh, they were bought out by Disney, um, Boba Fett ends up, you know, escaping the Sarlacc pit, obviously, but also becoming Mandalore, which is always weird because, like, not he technically is a Mandalorian, but he's a clone of a Mandalorian, and he has very little connection to that like cultural group in his like upbringing. So to make him like Mandalore in the comics was always weird to me in hindsight. Um, so I do like that they've like separated the character or like at least that ownership of the Mandalorian culture between like the Mandalorian and Boba Fett. Um, so yeah, I, I did notice that in his character. Um, I'm still interested to see if they do like make one of them Mandalore or somebody else in the extended universe that Disney has now. But uh, I appreciated that. Now it's a bit more uh, obvious watching the book of Boba Fett this time around. Yeah. Speaking of sci-fi shows also out there, um, Raised by Wolves is back, and it is great. <laughs> oh, man. Are you liking this uh, <laughs> yeah, season? Yeah, so far. I mean, I haven't seen the third episode yet. It just came out this past week. Um, but, yeah, so far the first two I thought were really cool. Uh, I don't know how far you got in the first one. Um, the first episode. I might end up like restarting it. I because I, I started it like a little bit ago, and then you know I was telling you you know we got yeah we got ransacked, you know at our new place. Uh, of yes. course, I'm, I'm so sorry. Yeah, shit went I mean, left. You know what I mean. Um, so yeah. so I'll probably restart the first episode. 
but I'm glad you're liking it so far. It's a good, it's a good indicator. Yeah, it's cool, man. Because straight off the bat, you know, the atheists are there, and it's funny because life doesn't seem like that much improved. You know, like between the atheist camp and the Mithraics, mm-hmm. it's still pretty like authoritarian. Like, you know, you have your designated roles. You can only do that. So, <laughs> I think the one difference I was t- I was thinking of it yesterday was that that uh, the the um the uh, atheist seems a bit more i guess uh it just seems a lot more gloomier the camp or where they're living in whereas the mithraics and maybe i'm gonna have to watch the first season again but they always have that type of yeah this will get better because soul intends it to get better or soul intends us to be here so we can make it work or whatever mm-hmm. whereas like with the um Atheists, they have this uh, AI that they've created called the Trust, which doles out their tasks. So they pretty much created their own god, in a way. That's funny um, as hell. God damn it. Exactly. It's it, it, it's it's really interesting type of uh, 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 type of thing going on here. Because it's, it, it's, here are a group of people that have their life pretty much designated for them. And I guess you could say their god, quote-unquote god, um, is you could, is actually inter you can interact with that person whereas mm-hmm. soul i mean not to give away too much of the uh the whole show because obviously you know that boy ain't specific yeah soul might be that real or not or he might even be an ai who fucking knows really but that's one of the cool things about this show like that whole type of like looking at religion looking at humanity looking at you know ai and so it's all kind of coming together really i mean it's still there i haven't i have to watch the third one but yeah it, it's interesting because like they're both don't seem to be good people neither one seems to be great camp to you know be in maybe the mithraics i guess because they seem a bit more chill surprisingly than the atheists god damn it yeah <laughs> right i mean that's the interesting part i mean once again this is the first two episodes but yeah definitely that's also on hbo max so definitely check it out that was a show that I was surprised. I mean, I was I was happy it got you know picked up again, but I was like, oh man, nobody's gonna watch it. But yeah, a lot of apparently got enough uh, views, made enough money, which is always good to hear. Always, yeah, especially the shows like that. Happy to see them yeah. continue. Mm-hmm. Man, so who do you have for uh, who do you have for the Super Bowl? Ah, uh, ah, uh, hmm, that's a good question. <laughs> I, I see it. That's a funny thing. I, so I'm going uh, right I answer. Everyone, I uh, I heard. I thought everyone was talking about a, a superb owl, and everyone, this is like a day for owls. So I just followed owls. I didn't know it was an actual sports team thing. You know. Oh man. You know, honestly, <laughs> honestly, neither of us have been like really into sports. I've just gotten recently into football. Um, yeah. So my man Joe Shiesty. So much better live. It, it is. Saw, it really is. I saw um, last year in October, uh, I went with some friends to see uh, Chicago Fire, the, the soccer team. Yeah. Because now, now they, they've moved from Berwyn, Illinois, which, I mean, who the fuck is going to drive out to Berwyn to see uh, soccer uh, and to, like, Silver <laughs> Field. So it was a lot better. <laughs> and it was so fun, man. It was great, you know. Everything was fun. The fans were great. You know, every, you know, drinks were great, obviously. Uh, and I think last week, yeah, or no, not last week, but two weeks ago, 
Uh, my coworker, he's like a season's pass holder at the um, United Center. So we saw uh, the Blackhawks play. And that was like my first hockey game since I was wow. on the Chicago Wolves. I love Dude, seeing hockey so live, fun. man. Yeah. <laughs> I had, I think I went on uh, a, a date with this one girl who was like, yeah, I think uh, we, there was like a lot of sports going on in the bar we were at. And she's like, yeah, I think uh, hockey is kind of boring. I've never really seen a game, but I think it's kind of boring. And I'm like, uh, I don't know if that's right, man. <laughs> I don't know. It's like the most, like, if anything, that's like the most fast-paced game ever. I saw one yes, there. Yes, I would the agree. Minute they drop the, the minute they drop the puck, it's just, you know, boom. They're just going they're at sliding. it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're, they're on ice, so there's like no friction, so they're going fast as hell. Oh, like, man. Jeez, man. It's like uh, soccer and baseball are probably on one side of the spectrum for like yeah. the intensity and like the duration, I'd say, of that intensity. And probably uh, hockey. No, it'd be like basketball. And then all the way like further down like is hockey. I don't know anything that's more like <laughs> hold your attention, you know, like that, like hockey. Yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe if we still had, I guess, um, gladiator fights. Oh, God. Yeah, maybe UFC. But even UFC, it's like you have these moments where, like, they're kind of – they're trying to uh, maintain their endurance, and so they're not really, like, using their full strength. Um, And those can be quite, you know, uh, not boring, but not as intense, I'd say. Yeah, and especially if you have, like, one of those ones where, you know, it's the game's been thrown. Like, they give you – what the hell was that one with uh, – the Logan Paul, like one of the Paul brothers, and um, Mayweather. Oh yeah! And <laughs> you saw the like the memes about that, where it's just oh, them hugging. Like, the West one was like they're in like uh, like I think Logan Jake Paul or Logan Paul's like in a wedding dress. And it's like oh, they're hugging. <laughs> oh, no. I'm like that's because apparently that was how the game went. It was nothing. Nobody got really hit or whatever. And so it was a lot of people, this huge hype, and it turned out for nothing, man. So it's for like, shame. Look, dude. For shame. Yeah, I mean, boxing used to be pretty great, you know, huge even. Like, I think know, it still is, but the, the celebrities are definitely, yeah. like, squeezing it for the hype less than the yeah. sport, you know? Like, they, they all they care about is getting people to watch it. They don't really care about, like, actually boxing. Right. Now, yeah, it definitely had its, um, there was a hype. I mean, it still is pretty well watched, but I think there was at one point where it was like one of the, is either the number one or number two sport, you know, mm-hmm. watched. You know, like everyone could tell you who this boxer was. You know? Yeah. And yeah, I mean that was another good. Uh, PBS has a great documentary about uh, Muhammad Ali too that just came out this summer, which was beautiful. Uh, check it out. But yeah, is that the uh, Ken Burns one? Uh yeah. I mean, his, his, his documentaries are always great. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, he don't miss. But, yeah, he, he, I think it was, like, because it mentioned that at the time, like, boxing was huge, you know. Still not still is, but not as much as it was then. But, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I mean, but, yeah, I don't watch a lot of sports. I think I got into um, our friend, my friend, uh, when I was looking at starting this podcast. Um, oh, you remember Turbot. Of course. His, yeah. Oh, do you remember? But yeah, no, his brother does like a podcast with um, his friends uh, called The Triple Play, and they do talk about sports and stuff. So that's always like how I'd get my uh, sports news for like 
start like for at least like 20 like early 2020 and stuff i was like okay cool can't wait to see some of these guys play and then the pandemic hit so oh shit that kind of went up to the hell <laughs> that went to hell oh man but hey man this was a great episode i think we got a lot we you know I like this, man. Every time I think I record an episode or finish recording, I'm like, man, that was fun. I can't wait for the next one. Oh, yeah. Same. <laughs> it's it's uh, it's really fun, man. So, you know, thanks for being around to do it. Oh, yeah. Same. Same to you, too. Yeah, thanks for the opportunity. Yeah. I'm happy to talk about so, things we usually talk about. I think that's how this came about. It's like we, we realize, like, we kind of talk about this, like, all the time whenever we hang out. Um this could probably be recorded and <laughs> re-listened to <laughs> and revisited. I, th- I, I think it was, I think it was also my mom. At some point, was like, "You guys should get a, a podcast." And I'm yes, like, hmm, yes, that is a good idea, mom. Galaxy brain we'll thinking. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and I think the funny thing is, is that we got all this stuff, or most of the stuff, I think, in 2020, and then started recording once you had moved to Rockford. Oh That's my god! Irony, right there. Like we had, because you we had this entire time where we were both locked in. You know, you lived down the street from me at that point, so <laughs> we could have done it any time. I think we were both in school, so that kind of took priority, obviously. But yeah, and yeah. with the whole incident, you know, after the 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 movie that we went to see or the play, yeah. I'm sorry. Like, yeah, that that yeah. that definitely took a lot out of me. Yeah, right. Of course, but yeah, before we leave, um, let's get let's. I want to pose you a question since Let's it's, hear it. uh, since well tomorrow well tomorrow for us is going to be Valentine's Day. What would you say? Like two songs, two movies? Would you recommend? Uh, let's see. I would recommend. Um, I would recommend the song "Limerence" by Eve's Two More, extended edition. And I would recommend, uh, uh, man, this is a bit, this is a bit difficult. Um, man, cause I'm really not a romance yeah, movie watcher, but let's see. Or what even is a movie that has a better romance thing, you think? Cause I mean, there's a ton. Oh, you know what? You know what I'm going to recommend? I'm going to recommend yeah. goddamn, um, uh, Return of the King. Yo, because the love between, <laughs> nice. uh, um, fuck, what's her name? Oh my God, I'm blanking. I because you know you have to watch you have to watch the major the 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 Lord of the Rings trilogy like once every year, or you'll start forgetting like yeah. secondary characters. You know, like it's it's a ritual. You have to do it. And <laughs> I know I, what you, I know I'm overdue. What you're talking about. You know exactly. Everyone knows yeah. what I'm talking about. So Aragorn and and his lover. He only loves one person. You know, um, yeah. romantically, of course. That, oh, I don't want to do that to her. But so yeah, oh, that was. I mean. <laughs> go watch, go watch Return of the King, and when you're done, go find that special person and listen to a uh, yeah. Limerence the Extended Edition by Eve's Two More. Gotcha, cool. What about what about you? Man, good choices, good choices for songs. I mean, there's a ton I have. I'm gonna go with uh, for this year. I'm gonna go with Rex Orange County uh, Pluto Projector. Yes. Cause it's just like a great song um, about like I mean the guy's how old is he now like maybe 20 21 uh, and it's about you know pretty much young love and like the whole anxiety about that 
Um, and the strings, there's a part, you know, where the strings come in and it's just so uh, amazing, man. It gives me chills. And I'm like, I'm trying to like rewarn my violin so at some point I can play that part. I'm like, man. Wow. Um, and then for movies, I guess I would say uh, Spike Jones, uh, her, with yes. uh, Scarlett Johansson is the AI and Joaquin Phoenix, probably one of my favorite. I've seen that. I think I was telling you, I've seen that three times. Now, once was in or was before a relationship. You know, when I was like in high school. Second time was like during a relationship, and then the last, and then the last time I saw it was like after, and you get different parts out of it. Wow. What stage you're at. And it did actually help me kind of get over because it was actually also right after a breakup. And I did actually help me kind of get through some of those feelings. Uh, just like the idea that, you know, people change, you know, this might have happened, you know, even though, um, you know, there's this breakup that happened and you guys were both had feelings for each other. Um, that's okay. You guys both learned something like can look back at that as a learning experience kind of and a thousand percent changed yes you know yes you're a different person from that and that those experiences were good and so i really love that and man yeah yeah i feel like the genre has taken on this new light for me just you know growing into it uh i mean because i've been watching movies for so long but it never really meant anything to me both in music and in like you know visual media it was just like something to skip through you know like the 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 fucking romantic scenes in like star wars like just skip through it like i didn't get it (laughs) and like as an adult you know having had these experiences in life it's like oh man like you get so much more out of it these are actually interesting they're not something you skip you they're not something to cringe at um yeah so i I, thousand percent i feel that yeah yeah they're both uh yeah that's definitely one of those things i think also not helped by the fact that a lot of those, uh, some of the ones that everyone was talking about, like when we were kids, were like seemed to be the worst movies. Oh yeah, like, it was always like those stupid ones, like oh, I'm had, gonna like, save our marriage, <laughs> you know, or something like that, or this person's <laughs> gonna marry this person, but I still like this person, and then you come between their marriage, and it always pissed me off so much, and I'm like, dude, just let it go, and, and find somebody else. Damn, man, and also fucking... the ones where it's like this somebody they live in new york and they they like work for some like really small company or whatever and they live in like a uh a, like a little cardboard box and then have can i and but like in the best place in town you know, with oh no roommates, obviously oh my I'm god like, dude yeah <laughs> yeah unreal oh but i guess another one that would be good for this is like i guess also just on one that i forgot love jones it came out in 1997 and it's like a it's a um it's a black film too but it's also kind of a nice um romance film i think it's on netflix at least that's when i saw it i got home from uh i got home from this past uh summer from like that turtle trip my mom left a note saying hey you should check it out it was pretty good okay Directed i need to check that Edward out Witcher. i need to check uh queen and slim out too yo yeah that's a good one yeah so hey if anything else if you didn't get you know, if for any of you guys listening out there, if you only get one thing from this uh, podcast episode, it's that you should check out all of these recommendations that we've talked about and subscribe. 
Yeah. God damn it, subscribe. Put some culture in your life. And give us reviews. Educate yeah. yourself. You know? Yeah, expand your views in terms of movies and music and stuff. Because it's out there. It's really cool stuff. But yeah. Thanks for listening. Wishing y'all the absolute best. Happy Valentine's Day.